Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Mental health check-in. What's goody? What's goody? There's definitely a lot going on. Just waiting for people to get Hey guys, welcome to season two. Season two. Oh, I was eating Cheetos. Season two of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Mental Health Check-In season two with Leek. Yes, guys. I'm definitely having a special guest on here. Paige, I got you, Paige. We have a special guest on here. As I get my notes and everything together, I'm sorry. You bring my boo on here. What's up? What's up? How What's are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. I wish I could use a filter on live, but. <laughs> 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 I took a nap today, thank God, but I uh, I just like couldn't get ready after that. You know how it yes. is. Yes. I understand. Yeah. understand. Oh. Thank what's you guys up? for you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, my mental health is a little better, you know. Good. You know, it's a little better. But I'm glad that you were able to come as a guest on guest on my show. For all you didn't know, I was a guest on Page Podcast. Yes, we had so much fun. <laughs> it was me and your Yeah, me and your was fun. Yes, it was dope. We it was a long... for like four hours, too. Oh, was, no. And I kind of cut like half of it, but it was still good. It was still good. It was so long. It was so long. But it was good. That was good. Yes. So thank you for saying yes, you know. Um, you know, I like to target the men artists, but I also like to get the women on here to talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. And everything they go through because mental health is for everybody, you know. Yeah, for sure. So, my first question today, you know, I'm going to answer the question too. But how is your mental health? My mental health overall is good. Obviously, there's good days, bad days, good moments, bad moments. But I would give myself like a solid B overall. Oh, wow, that's good. Yeah. How's um, your mental health? My mental health is better. So, you know, recently I was going through some stuff. You know, I deactivated my Facebook just to get off of there. I was, you know, just acting out and everything. But I feel a little better. I think um, I had went off of my meds and I was like, it was like not working. So I've been doing good, you know. You know, back into therapy. Well, I got to go back to therapy in like three weeks. But, um, you know, work's been stressful. But I've been better, you know. No, you know, been better. Yeah, for sure. I need to go to therapy, too. It's been a minute. Well, I have, um, I mean, I've been, like, trigger warning to everybody that's listening. Like, I, like, I'm going to talk about, like, eating disorders and, like, a little bit of drug use. Um, So I just want to give people, like, a heads up. But I have a therapist that, um, like, he's been my counselor for, like, 15 years. But then I have, like, a regular therapist, too. So I never miss, like, a counselor appointment, but I miss therapy appointments all the time. That's still good, you know, therapy, counseling. You should get the help, you know? So my first question for you, you know, tell us your story about surrounding mental health. 
So I've always been like a very anxious person. So even as early as like first grade, six or seven years old, you know, pulling my hair out, pulling my fingernails off, like it was just so much anxiety. And a lot of it was just like you're born with it, but a lot of it was around like body image and stuff like that. Like even as early as third grade, I remember like wanting to be tiny and like comparing myself to other people. So that was always like definitely an ebb and flow for me. And then in high school is when it got worse um, because I started figuring out, okay, now that I have a little bit more freedom as like an older person, I can control what I eat or in my case, what I don't eat. Um, and it just kind of spiraled out of control. But as soon as I moved out of my mom's house and was maybe like 20 or 21, I yeah. really kind of took accountability for my part in my eating disorder in my part in my drug use and didn't blame it on other people so it got better you know yes. yeah yes like you know i want to say my struggle my history of mental health you know for you viewers out there i was sexually abused by two of my cousins you know um didn't deal with it as a child just you know as a child i had to hold that in um as an adult you know it affected me you know lost my mom um, 2019, mm -hmm. and I must say, lost my sister. So mental health, you know, is anything, you know, yeah, depression, grief, anything, you know. Yeah, for sure. I've had depression, like little spouts of depression, maybe for yeah. like a month at a time. But like anxiety is the thing that I deal with every day. Like some sometimes my anxiety is so bad that like I'll know I have a task to do, and I literally cannot bring myself to do it. Because it's oh. too much anxiety to just even get off the couch and do it, you know? Yeah. So that's crazy that you said that because, like, me, I have bad anxiety too, right? So my anxiety, like, it's crazy. Right. One of my close friends is getting married in October, and I have anxiety about his wedding. I'm just like, because I'm like, I like you know, anybody that's been through, what's up, Nolan? Nolan is on here. Anybody that's been through sexual abuse will know that it messes with your um, confidence. It messes with your self-love. So I'm just mm -hmm. thinking, like, I'm not going to look right at this thing, you know, <laughs> like, it's going to be, I'm just, my anxiety, mind you, the wedding in October, and my anxiety is so bad with it, and it stresses me out, so I understand the anxiety yeah. part, it, <laughs> and I feel like I just got anxiety, I used to be so jolly and nice, I'm this is, I feel like I just got it, and it's just, like, ugh, so annoying, girl, so annoying. It's a lot, like, um, so I'm going to New York this weekend for, like, a challenge event, actually. Yes. And, um, like, I'm literally looking at my suitcase full of clothes, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to look so fat. And it's like, probably not, though. Like, probably not, though. So, like, why are you even worried about that? Also, who gives a shit? Like, who cares? Like, yeah. but it's like, I care. You know what I mean? Like, I Yes. <laughs> yes. So, I just think I can see feel. myself how other people see me sometimes. You know what I yeah. mean? So, oh, Team Cringe and Ben are in here. Hey, guys. Cringe. I love Team Cringe. Love <laughs> okay, um, my next question for you. Growing up, was it okay not to be okay? Um, I think it was okay not to be okay, but it was only okay not to be okay if it was my fault and no one else's fault. So, like, I love my mom, and we have worked really hard on our relationship, and 100% she did the best that she could, but 
it was toxic. And so if I had a problem with her, it was like, she, she couldn't take accountability for it. And, you know, my dad would always be on my mom's side, even though they were divorced kind of. Um, so it, it was okay not to be okay, but only if I dealt with it in a way that they found appropriate, if that makes sense. So if they didn't think it was appropriate, then it wasn't okay not to be okay. But if I was like, hi, I need to go to therapy, then they were like, okay. Hey, Tyrone. Yeah. I feel you with with that because I'm like, I think sometimes I think about like, you know, like if I would have said something, like what would have happened, you know? Um, Nobody never expressed that feeling of, you know, yeah, you can say something, yeah, you can come to me or anything. They didn't express that feeling at all. So... I always wonder what if, but you know, I was around like my grandma. I was grandma raised me. You know, my mom and dad was on drugs. You know, my grandma raised me, and she was like a strong woman that was hurt. You know, a little better. And yeah. I never seen like a sign of weakness. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be weak. Maybe, you know, even like when I got molested, I wanted to tell her, but I did not tell her. You know. But, yeah. Well, I remember I was I cut myself one time. And I was never, like, really big on self-harm. I think I just did it to, like, see if it would make me feel better. And then my dad, like, was... I just remember he was an asshole about it. Like, he wasn't a soft place to land about it. And so I was just like, okay, well, I guess we're not... Like, I guess I can't really talk to you about stuff like that. So, um, you know, it it was kind of like that. Yeah. Um... Before I get into the next question, I just want to say, trigger warning, you know, we're going to talk about suicide. Um, you know, being that I lost friends most recently to suicide, but I lost good friends to suicide. I just want to say, if anybody's out there struggling, you know, with suicidal thoughts or suicide ideation, you can reach out to 1-800-273-8255. That's a suicide prevention hotline. That's 1-800-273-8255. You know, anybody in crisis, suicidal thoughts, you know, make sure you reach out to that number. So my next question for you is, have you ever dealt with any suicidal thoughts or tried to attempt suicide? So I've never attempted suicide. And the only time I've ever had suicidal thoughts is when I was coming down from like a big drug binge. Um, So uppers are my thing or were my thing. More um, like cocaine, speed, stuff like that. So if anybody's done those in high quantities, you know that when you come down, it's the worst. You, yes. you literally want to die. And so that's the only time I've ever had that. Um, but, like, if people are watching this live, like, I have, like, my, you know, like, my suicide prevention tattoo and everything. Oh, show it again. Um, I like it. Show it again. Yeah, so it's, like, the semicolon. So it means yes. that, like, you could have ended the sentence or you could have ended the chapter and you didn't. And there's a few reasons I have that. So my uncle, who was, like, a second father to me, he committed suicide in 2013. My best friend's husband committed suicide in 2016. Um, someone who I was in a very serious relationship with for a long time. When we were together, he attempted three times. Um, and then I had a student who, um, her name was Ashley Lovelace. I loved her. Um, and she committed suicide. So I've had like a lot of um, people in my life who I've lost to that so for me it's really important to if if I can't talk about it with somebody maybe hopefully yes. they'll see that on my wrist and they'll know that yeah. like, I'm an advocate for them or I'm somebody that they can talk to so 
But yeah, for me personally, it's only been when I've come down from drugs. Um, I tried to attempt suicide. You know, I'm not going too deep into it, but right. I tried to attempt. You know, I lost friends to suicide. Um, my friend Dante, I think that hurt me the most. Um, you know, he's somebody that when I wanted to die and kill myself, he saved. Like he talked me off the ledge, and then like years and years later, he you know you know died by suicide. I want to use the correct term because that's the correct term to use. Mm -hmm. Died by suicide. Um. It broke my heart. Like, I never thought I'd cry over, for, like, a friend dying, and it broke my heart. I was so mad because I'm like, damn, like, all you had to do is reach out and get help. Like, uh -huh. you saved me. Like, why did you know, why didn't you reach out? So, like, um, anybody that's out there, like, struggling, you know, like I said, call that number. It's 1-800-273-8255. Um, or just talk to a friend, you know. Um, somebody I know that works for NAMI, Philadelphia, tell me this all the time. It's better to have a mad friend than a dead friend. And uh -huh. I agree with that, you know. I've had suicidal thoughts. I try to commit suicide. I had a close friend of mine's call. The cops, well, he called crisis to my house, but the cops came and everything. And I didn't even get mad, you know? Like, your friends are there to help you. Um, as long as you got the right people in your corner, you know, right, you know, support system that will fight for you. You know, there's times I didn't even want to fight for myself and people were out there fighting for me. Like, yeah. I had that yeah. in high school. I had a friend call because he like, had concerns, and I got, like, arrested, and, like, was, like, put yeah. on a hold, and, you know, got those fun socks and everything, so, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, I know you wanted to talk about, um, you said the eating disorder, but I want you to talk more about that, you know, that's something that I never struggle with, but yeah. I would love for you to talk about it, so maybe somebody in the viewers have been through it. Yeah, so, um, my mom had an eating disorder, like, probably since she was like 25 and um, so you know long before she had me and so I grew up in a household that um I didn't have healthy eating habits around me so for example um she literally would like take laxatives all day every day and I thought it was normal I never knew that wasn't normal until I left the house um she would do what I call like food phases which mm -hmm. basically, um, for like a year, the only thing she would eat was popsicles. Um, maybe, maybe for six months, all she would eat is popcorn or like a head of broccoli or something like that. So I never had any of those healthy eating habits um, modeled to me, but I was always told that I would never be happy, I would never have a good relationship, and I would never be successful unless I was skinny. And if you look at, like, what I look like now, like, I, like, I have a very flat stomach, and, like, I have muscle definition and all of that, but I'm not a tiny girl. Like, there was no chance in, in God's earth that I was ever going to be a size two, but that was so the goal. So, for me, you know, I, I ate what was given to me, but it was always important that I was skinny, and then when I had the control to do it, then it was, okay, I'm not going to eat all right, I'm not going to eat. There would be days where I ate nothing. And then eventually yeah. that catches up to your body. Um, and so that's when I started, you know, doing drugs to uh, maintain the, I, I, I don't want to say the figure, I guess the lifestyle, like really doing drugs to maintain the lifestyle. And so um, it, having an eating disorder, I had anorexia, like I have anorexia and bulimia, um, like it was both for me. It ruined my teeth. It ruined, you know, my stomach. It's very, my metabolism is very messed up. 
Um, so I still have health effects, even though I've been in recovery for well over 10 years. Yeah. So in, straight up, I have had a relapse with drugs probably like three years ago, but it wasn't like serious. Like I didn't, obviously any relapse is serious, but it wasn't something I like needed to go to rehab for or anything like that. It was very quickly controlled, so... Yeah, I'm so glad that you shared that, you know. Um, can you, like, just tell anybody out there that's struggling with an eating disorder, like, some coping skills that you may have learned or what can they do to get help, you know? Because people, when yeah. people think about mental health, they forget that, you know. They forget eating disorder. That's a part of mental health, and I don't know why it's forgotten, but they need to talk about it more because society today, um, you know, I struggle with, like, body issues and it's just like society they would want you to look like this way not somebody tell me that if I was this size they would want to they would be with me so I just you know yeah so I think the biggest thing to think about in eating disorders is eating disorders look different so if somebody tells you that they are struggling with body image or an eating disorder it doesn't matter if you can see their ribs or if they are you know statistically overweight they probably are struggling because one of the most common eating disorders is binge eating disorder, um, where people, you know, they will eat 10,000 calories in one setting. So I would say the best thing for anybody that's struggling with body image or an eating disorder in general is to get educated, but not by the internet. So um, see a counselor or see a therapist. No one's going to like put you away or like tell your parents or tell your loved one but you need to know what kind of eating disorder you're struggling with and what your triggers are in order to really combat it and, and just make sure that you get the help that you need. So for me, I, I don't actually have a problem too much eating in front of people anymore, but I need people to know that are eating with me that I don't want you to talk about anything that I'm eating. I don't want you to comment on food that I'm eating or not. But I'm, like, very comfortable saying that to people because that's very triggering for me. Like, um, if my man, like if I'm eating with my man and he comments, like, if I'm eating a lot and he were, and he were to comment on it, which he never would. But if yeah. he were, like, that could trigger me, like, throwing out my whole meal. Yeah. So just make sure you get a real diagnosis and then know what your triggers are is the best way to yeah. start if you're struggling. That's good. You know, yeah. you just taught me something because, like, I'm, like – a picky eater and like I'll say something quick oh that looks nasty and you know it's, you're teaching me something we're not you know we're not to, we're not to say because you just said that some stuff can be triggered and I didn't even think about that you know yeah like I'm real it's, like I'm real picky of eating <laughs> real picky without eating I'll be like oh I won't eat that and I'll somebody be eating I'm like oh what's that and you know <laughs> you know thank you for saying it because I didn't know that could be a trigger for somebody you know oh for sure I don't I don't like it when people comment on what I'm eating even in a yeah. restaurant when they're like, what are you going to order? It's like, it's, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I just want to focus, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, it's different every day, but for the most part, the first thought that I have when I wake up in the morning is, okay, what am I going to eat today? How is it going to make me feel? Because when you have an eating yeah. disorder, when you have body dysmorphia yes. or body image issues, you are constantly thinking about everything that you eat and food really becomes your enemy and your relationship everybody has a relationship with food but yes. when you have an eating disorder when you have body dysmorphia your relationship with food is toxic and it's completely different than a relationship with like alcohol or drugs or anything like that because yeah. 
you need food. Like you have to eat in order to survive. So it's not like you can avoid, you know, buying drugs or you can avoid, you know, not going to the bar. You can't avoid food. You just can't. So um, <laughs> it's it's hard. So I'm not saying it's harder than drugs or alcohol, but it's yeah. it's it's just something you can't avoid as easily. Yeah, that is true. So my next question, you know, you are a podcaster. I you know? am. And you are one of the best, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thank you. You're one of the best. Um, how does that make you feel? Like, does that like help? Like when you do these interviews with these reality stars, and you get to meet them because you know you met, met some people. Like, how does that feel? Like for you, how does that feel? I think my um, podcast and my TikTok has like probably saved my life in a lot of ways yeah. because I my whole life I always wanted to be something like obviously I know that I'm not like famous or anything but I always wanted to be like known and recognized and I wanted you know almost like a fan base I kind of wanted that my whole life and nobody really understood it nobody really got it I was told for a long time like you'll never have a career in reality tv it doesn't work that way so to have the validation from people it's yes. everything and I'm so grateful to all of my followers and all of the people that you know go out of their way to send me a message or like follow me on I'm so grateful for all of that it's it's unbelievable and I really think it saved my life in a lot of ways and it has validated kind of my identity in mm-hmm. in a lot of ways as well because I always knew I was meant to be doing something like this and just to have yeah pretty much nothing but positive feedback is good and now I have haters and I'm told that's when you made it you made it when you have haters so let's go listen you are doing your thing I I promise you when I was on TikTok I've seen like you came up on my Fergie page for so many times. I, love <laughs> like, that. I was I like, think I'm shadow banned now, but <laughs> I was like seeing stuff from like a while ago. I was like, oh, I saw the page. I was like, yes. I love watching these. Yes, CT um... Tuesday has changed my life. I never thought I would say that CT, you know, Tamborello changed my life, but you know, <laughs> def- definitely, definitely, definitely did. Somebody said your podcast is one of their favorites. Yes. Oh, Team yes. Cringe. You know what's funny? Like, talking about Team Cringe a little, um, yeah. Polly Califori is someone that I never expected to, like, change my life in a positive way. And, like, he did. So, you really it's interesting the higher you fall the further you can climb or the yeah. higher you climb the further you can fall for sure mm-hmm. but for me I feel like I've surrounded myself with good people and I've met so many like-minded people like obviously like you and you know the yeah. people that are joining and stuff and so I'm just forever grateful for that I think that's this whole thing has helped my mental health. Even though some days I'm like, why don't people like me? Or like a mean comment will send me over the edge sometimes. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, everything's really positive. So I'm just very, I'm very grateful. I don't know how I got this lucky. Yeah, it's crazy that you're speaking on, on Polly. Polly, changed, Polly is a dope person. You know, changed my life a little bit. Um, <laughs> you know, my story with him. I can get stand Polly at first, you know. Because yeah, a TV show, and I had to teach myself, like, you know, like, Lee, it's a TV show. You can't, you know, be 
you know, mad at people. But, you know, when he got on the challenges, that's when I started liking him. Because I like when people talk shit. And, mm -hmm. like, the way he talks shit and everything. I think that's funny. I think it's entertaining. A lot of people don't like it, but I think it's entertaining. And I remember, like, I would, like, hit him up. Like, bro, I don't want to be here no more. I want to die. And, like, he'll be like, next day, he'll be like, did you get your shit together? <laughs> like you mean, mean to like that. You need people like that. You know, you was like, what the hell you just say? You I would need you to care for me. Like, did you get your shit together? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel that. I have it's weird. Now more of my friends are people that have been yeah. on TV than not been on TV. Like it's it's interesting the turn that it's taken in my life. And that's yes. actually where a lot of negativity comes from. People are like, Oh, they're not really your friends, they just went on your podcast. That is true. Like, I've interviewed yeah. 57 people. I don't have 57 new friends, but there are people who, you know, I do talk to every yeah. day. And, you know, if I had a wedding, they would be invited. Like, that kind of thing. So, sometimes that's hard. You, like, question your friendships. But, overall, but, everything's been positive. In the but they don't know the behind-the-scenes stuff, though. You, yeah. had, you are friends with some of them. You have some of their numbers. <laughs> you can't get in contact with them. They comment on your stuff, you know? <laughs> And yeah, they comment even when it's not them being tagged. They comment, so you know the people don't, they see yeah. social media, but they don't know the you know behind the scenes stuff and everything. Yeah, if they've been at my house or they've seen me in a bathing suit, they're my friends. <laughs> you hung out with Brandon before, so like, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like they don't know. Love Brandon, love Tina. Um, oh, Brandon just joined the live. Speaking uh, of Brandon, Brandon? He, like heard his, he like heard his name and he was like, "Let's I go." I know. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but um, my next question for you: What? How do you feel? Like, um, how do you feel um about the stigma surrounding mental health? You being a teacher too, you know, mm -hmm. like you know, kids they they're not able to, you know, they're scared to talk about mental health, you know. Um, I feel like two ways about it. So okay. I feel because there's a stigma of mental health that some people take advantage of it. And they're like, not a lot, of course, but I feel like some people take advantage of it. And they're like, you know, like, I'm so anxious, I can't do this, or I can't, you know, whatever it is. And it takes away from the people that really do need help. Because I think the people that are the most quiet are the people that need the most help. So for me, um, I think we should talk about mental health in a more realistic way yeah. instead of like a broad picture. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I guess the stigma definitely is there, but I think it's getting better. I think more yeah. the stigmas around medication, though. like people don't want to take medicine. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's less about wanting to get help and more about wanting to take medicine. So... Yeah. Which I kind of get. I hate that. You know, it is a stigma around medicine. Like, some people be scared to say they take medicine. Me, like, a lot of people like me, they be like, yo, you were, like, so open about your story. I'm just like, it is what it is. Like, you know, can't nobody tell my story. Can't nobody, you know, throw anything in my face. Like, I'm going to tell them myself. I'll tell them my story first and everything. And the stigma, yeah. I hate the stigma surrounding mental health. I just, like, especially with men. Like, you know, like, men are suffering in silence, and they are, like, you know, commit suicide, you know, um, I know one of my friends, like, he was struggling, lost his dad, and he, like, went away from his family. I had to tell his wife, I, she was mad. I was like, you know, he has to do this, you know? He, you know, he has to do this, you know? Mentally, you got to, like, be there for yourself first, but, you know, you also got to be there for your family. If you're not right, you can't be there for nobody. Yeah. I feel like um, in in this country also you know, taking a mental health day is really frowned upon. And, like, um, teachers, yes. 
I can't speak for every school district, but every district that I've ever worked in, we don't have um, vacation days. We have sick days. And if you take your sick days, um, you don't get like um, like paid leave. I don't know. It's, it's a complicated, but essentially if I take a sick day, I kind of get penalized for it. Wow. And y'all so, deserve, y'all need, y'all deserve mental health days. Y'all deserve vacation. Y'all yeah. deserve it. Because listen, <laughs> y'all deserve it. And I and just I don't know, know what. Well, I know people listening are like, well, you're on summer break. That's, that's a vacation. I'm not getting paid. Y'all think yeah. I'm getting paid right now? Because I'm not. So, you know, it's a double-edged sword. But I think mental health days are necessary. And I think, you know, businesses should work them in. Yeah, they should definitely work them in. They should give y'all like a month of <laughs> mental health days. Because listen, once a week, I feel like so sometimes you're gonna go do you're gonna go through it, and sometimes you're not gonna feel like showing up at all. You know, it's okay. I'm quick. Listen, I don't know who's my job watching. I call out quick. I have no problem calling out. I don't yeah. care. But I put myself first. <laughs> I do me first. You know, because I gotta make sure I'm good. Like I gotta make sure I'm okay mentally. Like and my, my coworker, she be like sometimes. You know, don't take off, you know, make this money. I'm like, listen, my mental health come first. I'm going to get myself together before I even go into a job. Because, like, sometimes you, like, struggling and you can carry that stuff to work. Like, my thing is, I don't like to carry stuff to work when I'm struggling. Yeah. At all. I like to I, leave it at the door. I agree. And if I am having a bad day, I will tell my kids. Like, you yeah. guys, like, I'm not feeling it today. I'm just, like, over it. Let's have a work day or let's watch a movie. Like, let's do something. So, you know, because a lot of times if I'm struggling, they're probably struggling, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you, did you get to talk to your kids about themselves? Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I do. Because so. <laughs> I, I know I work. I, so, you know, I, I told you I volunteer with NAMI. Bus County, um, if you guys want to know, NamiBusCounty.org is dope. They got free support groups. Um, I also do, um, it's called, what is it called? In the Silence Program. Mm. I did it inside of the school, talk about, you know, mental health. And I did it on virtual school, talk about mental health. I like the virtual better. I ain't got to go nowhere. I stay in my room. <laughs> but, yeah, I um, love virtual. No pants. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I told my story one time, and it was good. Like, you know, I told the, I told the kids my story, but I didn't tell them everything. But right. my teachers, I told the teachers my story. I told them everything. And I was telling them, like, you know, a lot of people don't, I don't speak about this a lot, but, you know, I was, like, beaten with a stingy coat with no clothes on by my uncle, my grandma. And my uncle do that when I was little, and I had all these scars on my back, and it was hard for me to sit down. I told the teachers about that, and they was like, like, did you tell the teacher? I was like, I was able, that little boy, Talik, was able to go to school, sit down in pain, and nobody noticed that. They they mm-hmm. was heartbroken. They was like, no teacher noticed. I said, no, nobody. Yeah. And the only person that noticed was my mom. They called, you know, I went to DHS and everything. I was almost a foster child. Like, wow. so much, you know, it was like so, so much. Um, yeah. So, your podcast. Talk yes. to the viewers more about, we're going to talk about good things that you are doing. <laughs> what is going on with the podcast? You know, you know, you got so many guests, girl, I can't keep up. You got so many. Every time I turn around, it's a new guest. I know. So I'm about to hit a year. Um, so my podcast is called Most Likely To. So it's um, it's T-W-O. And funny enough, I started the podcast with one of my friends from high school, and he actually left to focus more on his mental health so um but it actually ended up being the best thing ever because I think I was like kind of meant to be like solo 
And yeah. so every single Tuesday, I have an episode. I, you know, I love every other challenge podcast out there, but I think I'm the most consistent because I never miss a Tuesday. I've always had a guest. Um, and now I'm doing like bonus episodes and all kinds of shit. So I've been very lucky. Um, I went to New Orleans like two months ago for a challenge mania event to hang out with fine ass Tony. No, that's not why. But ever, when your mental health is struggling, guys, just think of Tony and you'll feel better. Yes, or CT. <laughs> or CT. <laughs> yes. But, um, you know, I had been going through it a little bit when I went to New Orleans and I, you know, I met some friends and I connected more with some others. And I feel like that has really transformed my podcast a lot as well. Um, I'm doing collaborations with the Challenge Unbothered and with Chillin' with Dylan and with some other people. And so that helps me. But yeah, I got a shit ton of guests. Who was this week? Tina was this week. Um, I have an Olympian coming soon. So, you know, watch, yeah, watch Ooh. out for it all. Ooh. I got a camp <laughs> coming on next week. So, Ooh. you know, I'm for it. Shout out to you. Yeah, I've been on a challenge and bothered podcast before. Um, it was good. It's crazy how I met, like, I watched the challenge, but it's crazy, guys, how I met Paige, like, and Karina and all of them. Mm -hmm. um, I, it was from the live I did with Paulie and Marlon. Yeah, because they are big fans of Marlon. I am too. I love Marlon. And then obviously, Paulie and I are friends. So we all kind of connected that way. I feel like yeah. the challenge universe is very small, but also yeah. it is big. So, you know, and you are going to come on the, as soon as freaking the challenge stops putting out 900 episodes for me to cover, uh, <laughs> Leake and I need to do an episode of all the challengers that we want in our bedrooms, because I feel like that'll be a fun one. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot to, yeah, I'm down to do that. Me and... Paige talking about this all the time. Like, I could be a page inbox and be like, girl, did you see Brad? Did you see? <laughs> like, I'd be like, what is going on? Yep. You know? That would be dope. You know, like I said, guys, I've been on Paige's podcast before. It was dope yeah. to talk about mental health. Brandon was on there. That was a dope episode, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Somebody said yes. That was a dope yeah. episode. Um, it's crazy. How it, was it all started from that Paulie and um, Marla interview. Because, like, Guys, I'm going to tell y'all, I just was doing an Instagram live with Paulie and Marlon. I just wanted to do that. And I had you and Karina and I'm posting it. We kept reposting. I'm like, why is they reposting this? Yeah. And I was like, oh, Lord, this is about to be big. <laughs> I, was like, I don't want, I just wanted to do an Instagram check-in. But I'm thankful because I met cool people. Paige mm -hmm. is like my boo, my sis, you know. Yes. Um, I love right My favorite episode you did was Dan Walsh, though. You know, I love Dan. <laughs> I know. My boy. <laughs> uh, my favorite episode was Mighty Blue Brandon's. I love Brandon's episode. It like I it's just like love real, Brandon. It was real I, sad. It was triggering for me. I was like, oh, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. I think that that is good though that you have these episodes where people feel vulnerable to like talk. Yeah. Like I'm one of those. I'm not a crier. Like I cry. Um, I cry when people are nice to me. But, like, I'm not a very big of, uh, like, a crying person or whatever. When I talk about my yeah. trauma or my mental health or whatever, I don't cry about it or whatever. Not because I'm, like, over it or I'm too tough. It's just not yeah. who I am. So when I see other people cry, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, 
Like, yeah. I'm like, well, what do I do? I'm like a person that, like, don't cry, don't cry. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it comes. I remember, like, I had a mental health, like, breakdown, like, um, the other, like, a couple weeks ago, and I was on the phone, and my friend said something. I just started crying. I was like, I just can't take this. I'm not meant to be, you know, meant to be here. I'm just, I just hit a whole mental breakdown. I was like, where the hell did that come from? But, you know, sometimes we, our mind, you know, our mind yeah. will take us somewhere. Then later on, I'm done. I'm just like, why the hell was I crying about something? Like, I'm going to talk about mad about. Go ahead. My, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. My godmother cries every day. So every day in the shower, she cries, gets it out of her system, and then goes about with her day. And I always thought that that was cool because it's like you're kind of getting it all out of the way. Like, you're dealing with everything first thing. But, like, could never be me. Like, I, I just can't. I'm not a crier. You know, but I, I don't think it's a bad thing to cry. But it makes you feel vulnerable. Yes, so that's probably why you, you feel like you feel better after you cry. If you feel way better once your tears come out. For sure. Yeah, because I felt so much. Once I was crying, I think I was holding a lot of stuff. Because I'm the type of person I hold stuff in a lot. Yeah. And once I explode, I explode. Then I sit in my room, just cry. I remember one time I was like working from home, and my supervisor I called him. I just started crying. I was like, I need to take a break. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I need to take a break. I was like. I was so, you know, it was a stigma. I was so embarrassed, like, damn, I let this man hear me cry. Like, damn, I should never did that. But, you know, it was, it's just me. I'm just real. You know, it's just my emotions. Yeah. Are and everything. Um, yeah. I'm going to ask you another question. Do you work out? Yeah, I do. Okay. So, um, I work out because I like to eat. And that's what, working out doesn't make me feel better it doesn't help my mental health i was going to ask you that <laughs> so the act of working out like the endorphins and all that that yeah. doesn't help my mental health okay. the fact that i did a workout and i accomplished something that helps my mental health does that make makes sense? sense yeah it makes sense yeah. it definitely makes so sense, as long yeah. as i make it to the gym even if i don't have like a good workout i yeah. am i experience good mental health from that so that's actually why I think I've been a little bit, I haven't, I've just been a little off, maybe like a yeah. little more impatient because I had surgery like nine weeks ago. So I couldn't really work out. Now that I can though, yeah. I like haven't and I don't know why, like I need to, yeah. you know, so maybe I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I say that yeah. every day, but. Girl, I say the same thing every day. I'm like, I'm gonna go to the gym today and then I go straight home and just go to the house. But it's all I have to do is just like, it is. People understand. It's hard to just want to get that energy to go to the gym and sweat. I just, I, I need, to, I do need to get back into it. I tell myself I'm going to go on like on a, um, just shrimp if like any type of fish diet. You know, pescatarian. I want to do that. I'm gonna try for like a week, and if I can keep going, I keep going. Even though it's expensive, I love salmon. I can eat that every day. But oh, yeah. <laughs> even though it's expensive, but I want to try that. You know. But I also want to start walking. You know, walking actually helps me. Oh my god! Like I just I don't like walking in the sun. My um, my mom, she's in a wheelchair now, but when she wasn't, she walked every day. My friend Dylan walks every fucking day. Like, I know that I should go on a walk, but I just don't. And it's, it's one of those things with mental health where you know what's going to make you feel better. Yes. But it's almost like the little devil on your shoulder, like, no, no, like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't make yourself That's feel better. I'm going to say you on my shoulder. <laughs> leave me alone like let me feel better it's like you don't want to take a walk you want to go eat a whole bag of barbecue chips and take a nap and it's like 
<sighs> you know, it's hard. Yes. Yes. I feel, trust me, I feel you. That is me, girl. Yeah. I am like, no, like I know every day I'm, I'm gonna go to the gym today, you know, and I pay ten dollars at Planet Fitness every month and I don't go at all. I was paying like a hundred and thirty at Orange Theory what? and but like it's so good. Like I go to Orange Theory, but um I didn't go for like one month. And my big thing was, like, I was, like, oh, my God. Like, I was so hard on myself about yeah. it. And it was really difficult for me to kind of get past that. And, like, you almost, like, kind of lie to yourself. Hey, Naya. Naya's in what? here. Now you need to come on the mental health check-in. I need her on there. Yes, Naya. Naya. I think, yeah, Naya's one of the most positive people I've ever met in my life. And honestly, like... I look at Naya as somebody who you can like, you know, not be your best self at one point in your life. And then, you know, even a short time later, you can be a completely different person. And the way that the challenge community, just everybody has like allowed growth is incredible. So love Naya. She definitely has to come on your show. Yes. I definitely want her. Naya, check your inbox. I had inbox. I want her on it because I watched her growth. Yeah. I watch our group and watch it all stars. I'm like, damn, like, this is good, you know? Yeah. This is good I, from where she started from and where she's at now and everything. And I love it. I was like, this is like, the, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. I, I, that's one thing about growth too. Like, I think I've grown yeah. a lot as a person. Um, one big thing that I've grown about is I'm like good at boundaries now. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it annoys some people how good at boundaries I am, but like, even my man, I'm like, he'll like touch me and I'm like, don't touch me unless you ask me. And he's like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's my boundary. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm very clear with people, my expectations and friendships and things like that. So that's like how I've yeah. grown a lot. It's yeah. just like, this is what I expect from you as a friend or a partner or whatever. And if they don't meet those expectations, yeah. I'm not like mean to them, but like, we need to have a conversation. Yeah, the growth, the growth for me, girl, like, I remember, like, you know, being sexually abused by two of my cousins, like, when I got older, it was like, okay, I can set boundaries. I don't have to be around these people that harmed me in the, in the past, mm-hmm. you know? And my cousins, I don't have to be around them. Even though I wrote to them and forgave them for what they did, I'm like, I'm at a point in my life where I'm grown. I don't have to be around nobody that did anything to me, and it feels good. Like, I know mm-hmm. some people, um, I know some people that, um, it could be around any reasons. I can't. It's just it's just mentally I just can't or whatever like that. Um I choose not to, you know, um like yeah. my, it's it's some people I just can't be around. You you disrupted my mental health, I cannot be around you at all. It won't happen. You know, I come too far. Like you come too far in your journey. I come too far to let somebody mess it up, you know. Yeah, I I definitely um and Naya said anybody worth having and anybody who loves you will respect your boundaries. And that's a hundred percent correct. And I yes. think sometimes people don't understand when another person is telling you your their boundaries or something that hurt them, that's yes. not about you. That's about yeah. them. So if you, like, um, one big thing is, like, people will be like, oh, I was joking. It wasn't serious or whatever. And it's like, but it was to me. So, like, yeah. even though your intentions weren't bad, the impact was. So just say, I hear you. I will try to do better in, in yeah. the long run and just keep it moving. Like, I hate it when people argue with you about your boundaries or your feelings. And I feel like yes. that's what people do. And I'm guilty of it, too, of course. Yeah. 
And it's crazy because we pay attention to the people when you set them boundaries and how they react, you know? Yeah. Pay attention because I set boundaries at work. This lady I used to, you know, I work with, she was always complaining every day about the job. And one day I told her, I said, listen, if it's not about, if it's about the job, I don't want to hear it. And I set that right. boundary. And she don't like me now. <laughs> but <laughs> I, can't, I can't stand her. But I set that boundary and, you know, you know, you gotta be careful how you set them. You know, not be careful, but we set the boundaries. Just watch, guys, how people yeah. get. They exactly. will listen. And I'm exactly. glad that you know both of us are setting boundaries in our life. You know, we ain't got time for the stuff. You know, <laughs> you gonna put ourselves first. Yeah, you know? I gotta put me first, Lucius. I gotta put me oh, first. Said- <laughs> <laughs> my friend, yes. yo, my friend says that every day. So I gotta put me first, and then. I thought she was the one that started it, and I saw the Lucius thing. I was like, okay, girl, you got there. She, I said, you got it from there. <laughs> we went to dinner the other night, and I was, like, eating all the crab cakes. Yeah. And my man was like, you got to save some for me. I was like, I got to put me first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Ain't nobody going to put you first like you put you first. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you, what can you say to somebody that's struggling with their mental health? Like, what can you say? Uh, I mean, the first thing is it's normal. It's it's normal and it's okay. If you struggle with mental health, um, that's the very first thing. The second thing is you need to find someone that you trust, but it doesn't have to be somebody you know. You know, some people trust their therapist more than they trust anyone. We live in a day and age where a quick Google search will get you the help you need. So just acknowledge that it's normal get the help you need from somewhere and don't be afraid to when you're having a bad day to kind of embrace the bad day. I feel like a lot of us like fight our bad days, but sometimes that builds up. Like there's a lot of times where I'm like having like a really bad day, um, like eating wise. And I just like kind of try to ignore it, but then it snowballs into something better or something bigger. um, And it really, it really messes up my mental health for a long-term impact. So know that it's normal. Seek yeah. the help in whatever way you need. That could be a support group. It could be AA, Narcotics Anonymous. Um, they have binge eating groups as well. Like literally you can do a quick Google search. And if you're struggling with an eating disorder, you can find a support group near you. Yeah. Um, you know, the suicide hotline, you can even call yes. them and be like, I'm struggling with my mental health and they will give you resources as well. Yes. So yeah. just normalize it, get your resources and don't fight it because it'll make it worse. I like that. Normalize yeah. it and get the resources. Yes. Yeah. Preach sister. Preach. For um, sure. I would like to say um, therapy, 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 like Paige mentioned in the beginning, therapy. Therapy is a must. Um, um, even if you don't find that right therapist, keep searching. There is a therapist out there for you. Sometimes you may not get it on the first, second, or third try, but yeah. keep trying. Um, yeah. What else can I say? Um, it's like dating. The Therapy's like yes. dating. It yes. really is. Speed dating. <laughs> Speed dating sometimes. Yes. It's dating that you have to pay for, but it's still dating. Um, Naya said, pain, sadness, doubt, and failure are all inevitable parts of the human experience. You will not live a life without experiencing it. Normalize it, as Paige said, and then seek help and solutions. Yes, I love it. I love it, too. And, like, I'm not saying, so, like, for me, I don't think, you know, 
eating one saltine cracker a day, binge eating, throwing up, and, like, doing copious amounts of cocaine was, like, me embracing my human experience. I think that was me not knowing what to do and feeling so alone. And so I feel like when I started struggling with body dysmorphia and my eating disorder, if I would have reached out and got help sooner, then maybe I wouldn't have been as affected with addiction and maybe it wouldn't have gone on for so long, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I would like to say, um, you know, reach out, you know, like, I, like I said about therapy, um, it's okay not to be okay. Just always remember yeah. that guys, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to not, you know, have these sad feelings, you know, it's okay to have these thoughts in your mind. As long as you go out there and get help, have, people that's going to be supportive in your corner. That is a must. I have a group of friends that support me, you know, tell me from right from wrong, you know, make sure you had that in your corner. Um, There are support groups out there, like Paige said. I I don't say it a lot, but I volunteer for NAMI. Bucks County NAMI is a national organization against mental health. And I put, I pinned it in the comment, NAMIBucksPA.org. We have free support groups, um, Saturday through Thursdays, we have support groups. They're all free. We have different ones. I run a Black Minds Matter group. Um, I facilitate um, an anxiety and depression group, a peer group, a grief group, which is new, a men's group, which is crazy because I had issues with men because of sexual abuse. But now I'm a co-facilitator right. for a men's group. That's they amazing. are free. Now, if you go on that website, they also have a help line, a, heart, a warm line that you can call in 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily Eastern Standard Time. You could be bored. You could be anywhere in the world. You could be sad. You could just, whatever you're feeling, you can call them. If You know, you can call them. So like, I'll put the um, website in the comments, namibuckspa.org. If you guys need any free support groups, I work with them. They're amazing. I speak at schools for kids with them. They're so amazing. But, you know, before we end this page, like, tell me what's, you know, what's going on with Paige next? You know, what is Paige doing? Like, what's going on with my sis, you know? Ooh, I got some big stuff coming. You know me, though. I'm one of those people that I don't talk about it until it's finished. I don't like to speak about things until they're finished. But I have some big interviews coming up. Um, I've really tried to elevate the podcast. um, And, like, Tina was just on, and she talked about her mom's experience in the Vietnam War. Like, I'm more focused on that than I am on reality TV. So I hope to elevate that. Maybe maybe I'll have some events coming up in the next, like, six months or so that people will want to see. Maybe I'm going to Montana again. You know, like, maybe... Who you visiting Montana? <laughs> Who you visiting Montana? <laughs> I don't know. You know anybody that lives in Montana? <laughs> I know two people. I know two amazing people that live in Montana. Yeah, so, you know, you'll, you'll definitely see me. Every yeah. Challenge Mania event, I'll be there as well because I think that um you know scott and derek have always been very good to me and so you know it's a good place so i'm one of those people too who i know that i have notoriety and i know that i have this huge platform and so you know any way that i can use it in a positive way i want to do that but hopefully i just increase productivity and downloads and continue to build my brand that's that's all i want yeah i'm gonna say that you're you're doing amazing with your podcast you know I mean, I listen to every episode, you know, but I think you're doing amazing. And I think we're, like, out of people I know, we're the closest. You know, I talk to you a lot, you know. Yeah. Have your number. We talk a lot and everything. It's crazy. I'm glad I did this interview because, like, I think last time I texted you, I was, like, in a dark spot. 
and yeah. I was about to cancel. I was about to cancel, but I was like, no, nah, I gotta do this. You, you know, like I was, I was canceling like as if I wasn't gonna be here no more. So I'm glad that I did. You know, I did it with Isa last week, and I just yeah. did this one, and I'm just glad that I stuck to it and did it. You're doing amazing. You're one of my. I'm saying this now. You're one of my favorite challenge podcasts. You know, thank you. I love it. Thank you. Know you had me on your show. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, and you'll I can't be wait back. To, we'll get I can't wait to that. That's gonna be fun. I'm gonna have a couple of drinks in my system when we do yeah. that. Yeah, it's funny. Um, like whenever Dylan comes on the podcast, sometimes I'll say some like outlandish shit, and he like won't know how to deal with it, and I'm like, Leek will know. Like, yes, I'm like. <laughs> If y'all hear me and Paige voice messages, y'all be like, yo, they are wild. No, those can never get out. That would be bad. <laughs> they can't. Listen, uh, listen, they can't never get out. They can't oh, never get out. Oh, my God, you talk like that. But, um, guys, I'm going to try to do me a favor. Like, go to the link in her bio. She does have an interview out with Tina. Make sure yeah. you guys listen to it. Subscribe, comment, rate it five stars and above. Five stars only. Yes, I'm... <laughs> Yes, before we and I do like the part, the most likely part. You always have something for somebody. Yeah, I think that's, that's important. Dope. That's like, different. Um, that's different. It's my thing. I think now my most likely to, like, you know, obviously I was voted most likely to be on the real world, but I, you know, I was joking around with somebody yesterday, like, um, they were like, you were voted most likely to be successful. And I was like, no, I wasn't. But in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Maybe now I would be. So let's yeah. hope so. And you are definitely most likely to change the world's view on mental health. Oh. So you need to you need to be here for the long run because we need you and the yeah. community needs you and you are loved always. And I'm so oh. proud of you. Thank you, sis. I'm just proud um. of you for being here and doing this and your smile. Even though sometimes you smile when you're not happy, I know we all yeah. do this. You have one of the greatest smiles in the world. So you need oh, to keep thank it up. You. <laughs> I do smile when I'm not happy. <laughs> but thank you for that, sis. You know how much yeah. I care about you. I love you. I'm glad that you came you. on to this podcast. You know, guys, follow Paige for yeah. all things The Challenge. Follow her. Her podcast is amazing. You know, look out for her at a Challenge Mania in Montana somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but um, thank you for coming on tonight. Thank so you much. for everything, and I'm sure that we'll text, like, right after this. Yes, we definitely will. <laughs> All, right, All right, sis. Bye. Bye. Love you. All right. Love you.